practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. You're, okay, cool, I, I'm recording as well. Oh, did you record your racist thing? Oh no, I waited till afterwards. Is ABC gonna can Oh, we're still on ABC, baby. <laughs> you can't cancel a podcast unless you take the internet. Yeah, you really can't cancel a podcast. Have you ever... See, there we go. Henning's just in time. We're talking African-Americans. Well, listen to this guy. He's As soon as the light goes on, (laughs) he's saying African-Americans. But before that, it was Jabimbos and (laughs) U-U-E-Ahs. Oh, you know me and my famous (laughs) U-U-E-Ah. Oh, God. Um, we've clapped and we're recording, Henning. Have you joined us? Oh, no. He's flustered. He's flustered. He is. But thus far, technically, we didn't get your racist remark and we didn't get my racist remark about your racist remark. So let's start it here. Welcome to the woke liberal hour. They say (laughs) the woke need to embrace the waking. Your thoughts on Puerto Rico? Worst state in the union. Not even a country didn't join. They should be flooded. I golfed there on Tuesday. Horrible water hazards. 50th state. 50th state. Kick out South Dakota. It is definitely. South Dakota is definitely solidly the Puerto Rico of the actual states. I say replace (laughs) South Dakota with Puerto Rico because then the blue wave might actually crest. You get rid of two Republican senators from South Dakota, right, Case? Oh, and they're the heavies. John Thune? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hockey? Thune. It'll be a new moon with no Thune. See you soon. Man. It'll be the rise of, of Dune. Is Dune conservative <laughs> or liberal? The spice. We're just going to get a Harkonnen instead of Thune. We basically do, don't we? Like, can't you see Donald Trump? Isn't it Dune, the movie, where that guy, like, He's in some type of chamber and he slowly starts expanding and like different levers and stuff start popping off of him. Flatulent gas suit. Mm -hmm. Right? That is doing. It's my protest sign. Remember that. I've never rewatched the movie. Tried to read the book once, but I saw that scene when I was probably four, three, and it's seared in my brain. Yeah. Because uh, they're like greasy gingers and everybody, everybody looks like it's covered in like right. bacon grease. Yeah, yeah. Nice and oily. Stings, sweaty it's like ass. KY jelly everywhere. Oh, yeah. And then you got sweaty sex and sting. Oh. Stupid, Stupid sexy sting. sting. The wrestler or the, the, the loot tamer. The the wrestler of your heartstrings. I was going to say, <laughs> did you guys know that Sting had an... <laughs> yeah, it's Casey, you know. So Sting, <laughs> oh, I in, in like 2008, put out an all-loot album. It was like 78 minutes long. Oh. And they had a... No, it... Go ahead. Oh, no, keep going, because no. Hots is, is, is close to the truth. So, all it's right. not only a loot, it is... Like a niche, like middle ages hipster loot. Is it a liar? That hadn't been built in like a, a thousand years, <laughs> but he found the schematics from like a Franciscan monk, so he paid to have it 
rebuilt. <laughs> and then because we watched it was me and, of course, you and John Francis O'Donnell. I thought this. Like no, a, I thought this was at a Timmy. <laughs> yeah. I thought this was Brooklyn, not Queens. Uh, do, you Maybe know what? That doesn't Timmy. matter. Doesn't matter. Go but ahead. <laughs> because it was such a like arcane hipster instrument, there were like four songs ever written for it, and Sting sang them all on like a mossy dune. And you're just like this doesn't make any sense because it's not applicable anymore. <laughs> like the reason with, I think this was with uh, lyrics. Uh, I I think yeah, so. No, yeah, oh, yeah, like, like the the, yes, it was real Kelty and Scotsy. Yeah. Like the grass is green on the stone, my friend. Come and run <laughs> to the sea. Everyone knows a Scotsman life is the life, BB. Uh, but he like but uh, you don't. Someone should have told Sting you don't have to sing the one of the four songs that were ever <laughs> yeah, written for it. Instruments are instruments. The notes are the same, I would I would guess, from the Middle Ages. Just Ring, sing message in a bottle to your right. ten string <laughs> right. lute. Rename like an old what's an old timey fourteenth century name? Like well Roxanne kind of is, but like oh yeah. you know. Go even deep go Ophelia. Ophelia <laughs> But he uh You don't have to put on your red clogs tonight. <laughs> yeah. Red clogs. <laughs> Um, but I was going to say, so the reason I think this was, we're missing one part of the story, which is how we discovered it. And the reason I think it was Brooklyn and not Queens is it is because we had weird bartending money. And so when, cause I think it was before we had cable. So we just had the basics and PBS because once PBS, the libs heard that sting remade an ancient instrument they made like a two-hour special about it so oh, we were so we boring. were flipping through so boring. probably the stanley cup finals that we never gave a shit about but that was on <laughs> and then this and we kept cutting back and it'd be a new music video and it, every one of them was sting regenerating as himself so slowly it was like three stings six stings nine skings Skinks. Skinks. <laughs> but I, I just. Once you hit 12, it becomes skink. Yeah. So I, I just remember <laughs> flipping through that and we're like, what? You know, like. And then it just turned out it was more and more of this, you know, King John's loot or whatever it was. But... <laughs> and there, you've never hey. been in more want of a commercial break. <laughs> just to, like, can I. Can we stop? And it's like, no. Because it's PBS. We yeah. keep going. Sting has enthralled you. Can't turn it off. Can't look he away. unearthed another scroll. What's worse is not only do you have to have that weird 24-hour tantric sex with Sting, who's claimed on numerous mm. occasions not to believe in bathing or washing <laughs> his hair, which I, I, which I ascribe to. I was like, I went a long time without washing my hair. I said, Sting does it. And I guess for me... All I get is you're not sting. <laughs> but I guess doesn't mean that the Harkonnen become... sweat, that sh- nice sheen from the Harkonnen sweat keeps all the dirt off. That's I, what I was saying. Yeah. Like, is he now an actual Harkonnen where he is just <laughs> so rich and famous? He's like, you have to tolerate my stinky hair and all of my talk about how good of sex I am. 
Right, and and my put me my so loop good at CD sex. On. My loot me mix. no come. Like, listen to my <laughs> loot solo. You're like, oh my god. I wish Michael Jackson was still alive. Right. If you're not Stig level, then you get my treatment. I was staying with. Well, this is when I went to the woman's march with you, Henning, and we were staying with mm-hmm. uh, Meg's cousin, and I took my hat off. And I guess it smelled enough for him to drop a hint. And I know hints. He's like, Hans, I got this great new shampoo. You don't even have to rinse it out. It, so the oils can stay in your hair. I was like, I haven't had that since, you know, I was like in eighth grade. And the teacher's like, hey, man, this stuff sprays under your armpits. Doesn't it feel cool? Like, yeah, let me put my shirt on. Heard of leave-in, con- leave-in conditioner, but this is leave-in shampoo. Was it do just cake up like dust and, and cakes all the dirt with it? It just falls off like it dandruff. doesn't. It doesn't strip your natural oils. I think it's just like creamy cologne. Oh, good. <laughs> Ooh, the thing that makes me stink: creamed cologne. How come they don't have a cologne cream? I guess it's like a lotion. I. Which is funny. It was like uh, speaking of like old timey things i don't know what i was watching but it was something similar but just the idea of you know like to defend your stinkiness okay some people like go like well the romans never bathed they, had sex they just boys. covered themselves in fragrant oils roman baths that's kind of what they're known for but the thing they would do is they would do the sting treatment is they would take themselves in oil yeah. Uh, and then they would have their servants like scrape it off. <laughs> I love it. And like one of the virility things was the gladiator. So what they would do is when the gladiator took his Roman bath, which is basically like steeping in hot oil, someone would just like scrape it off and save it in a it bottle. Off. Yes, exactly. Think of the back knee back then. You never see that. <laughs> just, just covered in white juicy pimples <laughs> it's half pus roman virility it's not a new thing but like just if anything you can say a lot about the era we live in but it wasn't long ago where everything about human interaction was putrid putrid sure. staying levels of putridcy he's yet again he's just trying to go back to when america was great again bring back the middle ages just like the loot no bathing is sting a um is he a loot wielding scientologist he's a scientologist oh man maybe he He definitely seems like a scientologist doesn't he seems like the type I don't know. He looks racist. I don't want him. Isn't he? No, it was a uh, David Bowie that thought a witch cursed him, and he found a a, sh- a shit stain in his pool. Yes, and thought it was a demon. Well, it, it was some kind of demon, a party <laughs> demon. <laughs> party demon. Just an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. And those are demons. Call They're me demonic. party demon, dude. I'd rather spend the night with like. Belzerborg, you know, the the demon of the night, than some alcoholic telling you his story. All the famous pools he shit into. Right, exactly. Where you can get the best deals on a brew and a shot. Uh, 
God, where's that demon? Where's Bork? Speaking of, welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. Hans. Hey. I'm Henning. And I'm Casey. I only do that this late in the game because we did start a little spicy and we didn't acknowledge the spice. So this is a little bit of a reset. Case, you want to tell me why you were being such a foul mouth uh, sitcom star? Because I'm cranky. I'm mad. What are you so mad mad about? I'm mad at the state of the world and I'm mad at the state of television. No, we were just talking. So we're referencing Roseanne, obviously, who said some crazy. I couldn't. You know what? She's done a decent job already of like you can't find like, you know, when you see a story about uh, somebody that said something on Twitter, they have an image capture of the tweet. I just couldn't find. Bless you. I couldn't find the actual tweet, um, but I saw people like quoting it. Um, Why why, why was I getting to that? Because she etched it into a coconut and then threw it at somebody. Well, you know what? We why we should be pissed is because Roseanne is says on my guide that it's on at eight o'clock, and you know what happened when I clicked Roseanne? It was that fucking show, The Middle. Which one is that? It's a show that's been on for twelve years, and you've never heard of it. <laughs> it's got one kid that kind of looks like he's got a misshapen head. He looks like an old man and a little kid at the right. same time, and he's got a smart attitude. <laughs> kind of like a mix between Frankie Muniz and then Frankie Muniz's weirdest looking little brother. It's a, it's oh, a Dewey? And it's, yeah, and it's the wife. Yeah, yeah, nice pull. And it's the wife from Everybody Loves Raymond and the janitor from Scrubs. Right. Oh my God. I thought that show didn't exist anymore i mean i saw the ads for it in the subway 10 years ago it's on fucking prime time and has been for the amount of time you've lived in new york basically (laughs) which is insane (laughs) what how does the little kid with the misshapen head look now he looks exactly the same because he's got a disease oh i see he's got that really famous disease yeah the the famous tv kid disease right and then he's gonna Take a 20-year hiatus, and he'll be back doing weird stuff like Jackie Earl Haley. He'll be the new Freddy Krueger in 2030. Yeah, right. He'll just play famous pedophiles. Yeah. But I should say... Roseanne's Roseanne's show got pulled, and immediately they just replaced it with the middle? As of today? Yeah, did did she do the race... Did she tweet the racist comment today? Uh, maybe it was today. today? She tried to sneak it in on a holiday and didn't think anybody was going to be watching. <laughs> that shit's quick nowadays, man. But, like, you think, like, I, because I was working this morning and I got home and Ashley and I talked about it because we were like, holy crap, this seems to have happened very quickly. Right. But also, and I was, we were talking and Ashley and I were both like, Roseanne Barr's career, like, she uses language and words. Yep. So there is no way this can be like misconstrued as like I'm taken out of context. Sure. Or she didn't think about it. Like the fact that she used the planet of the apes. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I thought like, I don't know. You can't even be like, well, I was speaking in reference to the archaic form of governance established right. by the apes. It's like, no, you, you, you called an African-American woman an ape. Which is even old hack for, like, racist. That's like an old racist guy from 1981 Boston. Go back to the Planet of the Apes, eh? You see, that movie's pretty good. 
That's not a plus next. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's like, that's not new fun racism. <laughs> Which, I don't know what that is. It's it's a sung over a lute. That's hipster racism. We're working, we're working on it. You don't even notice because it's a, a ten-string liner. Maybe. Yeah, like racism that's because hipsterism is super focused right like we're focused on this type of shirt made uh from this time period like this week is late mid 87 to 88 collared flowery shirts that's the focus hipsterism what chain restaurant that doesn't exist anymore right hooters irony so what's hipsterism racism? I guess that's like it would be Roseanne, or it's either She's reverse old school. So it's racist strictly towards Roseanne and people on that show. Is she's that a thing? She has to be. So she's saying racial epithets just about John Goodman. Ooh, what could you say about John Goodman? He's a He's little a dirty s- slav. No. <laughs> No. What kind of name is Goodman? That's made up. Maybe he is some kind of pole or something. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Such a, that's old timey hat. But you know the first story that came up when I looked up uh, Roseanne racist tweet, which is it, it should have been written a fake story written by me, but it was from <laughs> CNN. The first story that popped up just says Michael Fishman devastated. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. Yeah, of course not. He was like, I thought I was back, baby. He yeah. he was on the rolleriest of coasters the last, what, two months? Because they debut first of all, over the last year. First of all, he gets a call that he's actually on a show again. Second of all, the yeah. show debuts blowing out all network ratings of all time. And now yeah. that he's he's collecting cans again. Well, that was my first thought after, of course, the, like, I can't believe you said that, is also, I just felt bad for everybody on the show, because I was like, the show was going to be on for five more years. Mm -hmm. Easy. Roseanne Barr couldn't keep her her Twitter mouth shut, I guess. She's, She's always been, like, tweeting these crazy conspiracy theory, horrific shit. But finally, she just stepped on race and it blew up in her face. And now all the writers, all the actors who got their their paycheck. Uh, what I, no one, because what I didn't realize was that Wanda thought they had a hit. was one of yeah. the, oh, yeah, she was on the, the writing right. staff. And I was like, you, what are you, like, holy shit. Like, what are you fucking thinking? Right. I mean, it's it hurts two people, right? Or the two class of actors, the Goodmans, the uh, shit who plays. I love her too. Plays Roseanne's sister, um, Lori Metcalf. uh, Lori Lori Metcalf. The Metcalfs, like even the Gilberts, who it's like basically responsible for bringing the show back, but she's got a regular gig. Like they gave up a lot of their, you know, they're pretty well sought Mm -hmm. after, so they gave up their time to do this shit. And then you got the Fishmans, the first Beckys. They're just like, (laughs) everybody's fuck in this situation. And I think Roseanne did it all just because it's the same reason you do anything when things get politically hot, like too tense. Like if you're around somebody, when you butt heads so close, like 
you know if you're like when you're with somebody that you're never going to turn who's conservative republican and you're not going to you're not willing to bend on your let's say democratic liberal views like eventually you're just going to keep going at each other and you're not going to be able to do anything so then you get furious and then you finally say like you know like trump is trump fucked his mother and like you can't like you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean like you just get so like bent up because what else can you say there was, i was just talking to somebody where who was like who was saying all these good things about trump and he's like he might not be the most ethical guy but neither was bill clinton and i was just like ah, i'm gonna explode i'm gonna explode and then i kind of did explode but like i totally like just get like just totally wimped out i was like here's the deal yes because he said and, but neither was bill clinton right and i said all right fine then let's impeach donald trump like bill clinton was impeached and let the chips uh fall where they may and then Let's involve. Oh God, this all. I don't even want to. I said, and then let's hashtag me too, Bill Clinton, because it's been. It's about time. Like totally, just you know, caved. Like, like I need to like uh, coalesce. Like I need to agree with the things people say. I don't know because otherwise you just butt heads and you say something crazy like Roseanne and you ruin Fishman's chances of making Dino Dragon Three or whatever crazy dog shit movie he made. No, you wonder like why, like why did she, why? I guess you you have power and people are paying attention. She's also a comic who's like a no holds barred, no pun intended. Like she just fucking says shit and she's gotten away with it. But now, I don't know. People, uh, people are on edge, so a lot of people aren't like given. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh. Benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. I'm probably wrong. She's a butthole. Like, clearly. She has been, for whatever reason, whether it's... She has no need to... uh, If you want, I'll send it to you guys. There's a great... You know how Bill Maher does the new rules or whatever? At the end? He did a plea to Roseanne Barr, and he used a lot of her old statements and video clips of things she said about supporting working class, this and that, and then contrast mm-hmm. it with where she's at now. So she hasn't always had these views. So I don't think she would be saying all this shit just to like make herself relevant and capitalize on something. I don't know where it shifted, you know? Oh, yeah, she really believes it. In other words, she really right. went down the conspiracy rabbit hole and couldn't, couldn't resist. I heard her family uh, knew... This was going to take a turn, like everyone, I guess, knew that eventually she would tank her own show and took away her Twitter, but she got, she figured it out and got back on. She, she brandoed it? <laughs> and they whoa, locked her Twitter and she it anyway. paid a Filipino boy to, like, send her racist tweets for her? That's crazy. Isn't that what they do with I Trump, no too, idea. though? Don't they try and <laughs> lock him down and he keeps, like, why would, making new well, passwords? I mean, why they try and away? suggest it. They don't take the phone, which is what I think they did to Roseanne. But they have <laughs> taken no the phone. Yeah, I agree. But they have taken the phone because every once in a while when things get really crazy with Trump, like there's a tweet that's like composed and normal. Oh, and right. you're like, that's right. some bullshit. Somebody has got his Some, password. Someone grabs the phone and yeah. tries to set the ship straight again. 
well, don't you guys think when it's all over, whether it's one term or two, when it comes back to the like, he's gonna tank it again? What like, do you mean? Just because he was president doesn't mean like he's gonna do the Roseanne Barr, and they're gonna be like, no, fuck you. Like he's not gonna be on TV again. Tank what though? His own. If he's out, he's irrelevant, right? Right. Like once he, he can tank himself in, after he's. Like, Gone. look at Roseanne. Like, Roseanne, the show's been off the air for, what, 20 years? 10. Comes back. Does gangbuster numbers. Yeah. Like, scripted television hasn't had this many ratings in primetime since, like, Friends. Right, right. So, fucking fathead Roseanne is like, I'm back, baby. Everybody gives a shit. She says this dumb shit, this awful shit. And then the people in charge are like, no, you you're not. You can't. It's Disney. Like as much as they wanted to keep Roseanne, they went. You know what we'd rather do? Fuck you. You know who's soaking up the sweet so tweet right now? He's gone. Who do you think is happy as a fucking pig in a tool belt right now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. Tim. The whole thing in the tool belt. Little, he's sitting waiting little, for his he show. He's the last out. man standing. He, yes. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Louise! There you go. That's the winner. As Cricket Media would say, is, that's the title. Is as not all he has to do is not open his mouth. <laughs> the, do you honestly about, think, about Roseanne? Yeah. Do you honestly think Trump will have it? That's because that, he really loves the limelight entertainment. Like, if he's alive after his presidency, uh-huh. meaning like or long, not yeah. like the dumb assassination shit, but like if he's actually virile enough to be functional, he's going to want to be out in front of people. He's not going to want to go that's, on a book tour. He's going to be want to be on, well, t- it's going to be a shitty sitcom. But that's the thing. Like, you, like people like us whom are invested in Trump because he's the president. Yeah. Despite what we think about him or his policies, like we have to care about him, whether we hate him or love him, but once he's gone, he's just what Trump was before—a fucking also ran. Like no one cares. Like you can turn the fucking channel, you can cancel his show. Like he has the spotlight now, and I think once it's gone, like I don't think I don't know. I, al- I already don't care. Yeah, yeah right. right. Too, too much. <laughs> right, liar. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what's his what's his move when he? Is out. He is going to tweet at the president that takes over, Republican, Democrat, Independent. Every he's going to follow up every one of their tweets with a crazier tweet to keep himself relevant. Sure. Mm-hmm. But the sideshow continues, but it's not. We don't have to care because we have right, right. Whomever is elected next, right? So uh, he has to get another reality show or to get. Team back up with Roseanne. Bring it back again. He's going to do it. It's going to be insane that he's the first fucking former president that has his own reality show on like, you know, fucking (laughs) Fuse TV. Yeah. He's going to be on Big Brother or something. And it's like, you're a former president. What are you doing? I mean, yeah, you can't put that past him. You're in China selling like virality pills. Yes. like, he, because he can't not do what he's doing. 
he can't stop and like he did it he won he won the presidency it succeeded the media like whatever however he did it like he's there but once it's gone it's gone like once you stop having to care and you're just a fucking turd again and you're not in the white house like it's like you're like he can't go on tv he will be on fox news every day He'll be on Fox News. He'll probably have his own show on Fox News, potentially. That's just such an obvious move, though. Which is great, because yeah. that's 30 minutes every day that he has, and then you just forget about it. Right. He's gone. He lives in his thing, and he's relevant for 30 minutes, and he's gone. It's any luck. Yeah. It's I would, sad. Yeah, like, with that's any where luck. he's going to go. He and will be respected. Yeah. I think, I think you're... I think we're onto something. I legitimately think he's going to be such a, a mollusk, or, or what? what's the word I'm looking for? Barnacle, such a cancer. Okay. Uh, barnacle cancer. He's going to be such a toxic uh, distraction on whoever the new administration is. Uh, just for example, I have a feeling after about a week, the the new administration would be like, we'll no longer be um, giving our sentiments or keeping updates on Twitter. Like they'll just be off. Because what's the point? Because it'll just feed the beast. He may take the entire platform of Twitter down with him. Yeah, it's potentially. It's possible. People will avoid that completely to get away from him because it's so synonymous with him and he is a brand. Currently a moderately successful brand, but like once it's toxic and gone, it's like, well, fuck you. I'm not going to do Twitter then. So a federal judge recently upheld a ruling that POTUS on Twitter can't um, block users because from his platform, you're not allowed to block people from the information of the government. Does that mean we could, as long as it's non-violently threatening, can you just send like the president tweets like that are just uh, insulting or is that technically a threat to the president? People do that all the time. I don't think we could so. have been doing that, that that this whole time. Why haven't we been? <laughs> not a not a good use of time, I guess. Everyone does it. Copy paste. But he's <laughs> such a like a fucking weird black hole. Like all that hate and vitriol just makes him stronger. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he just does suck a lot of the life. I got in it. Everything permeates around me, and I and I've talked about. It. I'm trying to get. I didn't talk about Trump specifically, but with all the political ads, like they're just, I have to turn away from them on TV or turn the channel or if I'm on my computer, because it's just like, it hurts me more than it hurts them because they're just an image that was recorded pre- at a earlier date. But like, Good it point. like really makes me sick. And I was just doing, um, giving a tour on Wednesday. So I had some clients, I was taking them around Charleston. And for whatever reason, something popped up. It was two people from down south, Nashville, and then or Virginia, and then two people from Canada, Yellowknife, Northwest Territory, Canada. Which Ooh, apparently, yeah. are you familiar with it? It's just I've heard these two white Canadians and the Aboriginals, the original inhabitants of the world. Sure. Which is interesting. <laughs> they were super interesting. And for whatever reason, the couple from Virginia and they were like, everybody been having drinks together, you know, two couples that didn't know each other by the end of the day had forged and become a, a foursome, a crew to be reckoned with. And then somebody brought politics up and this woman from Canada is just like, 
Well, don't you just, I mean, let me think now. Um, you guys are all really embarrassed, right? Because we're just so embarrassed for you, you know, because he's just, <laughs> he's so embarrassing, eh? I was like, wow, that's a thick accent. But I, I was like, I'm not fucking answering this because I could feel. And these, the people were like, cool dudes from Virginia. I, but all of a sudden I felt heat. And they're just like, yeah, embarrassed. Yeah, embarrassed. Maybe I wasn't, maybe I'm, maybe I was more embarrassed when we gave a Nobel Prize to a president just for being black. <laughs> the fucking bride got quiet. And I was just like, motherfucker. We were almost there. We were almost towards the end. Now I have to drive you oh, guys wait. 10 more miles. You actually miles. did say that? Yes. Yes. Oh, God. And then we just rode in your, silence like mom, like fantasy. dad hit mom. <laughs> he didn't mean it, though. That, he heated the moment. That is a shocking, shocking thing to say. That is a... <laughs> That's insane. There, you could make a nuanced argument for... <laughs> Why they hastily may have given Barack Obama the Nobel Peace Prize. Right. <laughs> Just go because he's black. <sighs> and that's straight There's up. There's a lot to unpack there. They're straight up. If you do look at it from like a macro level to a micro level, that is a straight up Trump playbook. One, divert back to something that's already happened that has nothing to do with the relevancy of the subject. Two, just like... uh uh, enrage, 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 like race, like just like uh, say something never, so vitriolic. Never go on the defensive, always be attacking something else. Right. That's his yeah. play. That's Which his one so, play. Like, what, I mean, and that's why, like, you know, it gets your, you know, gets the blood up because it's like, I never feel like Trump just is actively trying to subvert even anything that seems like an okay decision. Don't like, even, you could have been like, it, no, it is like, I think he is the weekend of, <laughs> of you can't just say anything that doesn't make sense is Andy why Powell not? <laughs> Trump <laughs> might be such a brilliant politician that he's the antithesis of a politician, which makes him a genius. I'm going for it. Trump's I'm a genius. Going, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the stance of death or I've never seen Andy Kaufman's death certificate. I think Andy Kaufman's Trump. Yeah, after the presidency, he's going to wrestle female midget, uh, little people. <laughs> Can I take no, two? I was going to say, like, the whole North Korea thing, the whole, like, denuclearization talk to the fact that he's such a fucking douche, and he's at, like, he's got the, the football, and he's on the goal line, and it's like, you could do something good for the whole planet, and sit down with this dude, and not have them have nuclear weapons. And then when fucking Kim Jong-un is like, yeah, okay, I think we're going to do it. He's like, fuck you. No, we're going back. This is like episode 88. Uh, We're going back to episode one. It's just Trump is the embodiment of a WWF wrestling villain. Like that's just – if everything you just said, Casey, that's exactly – and Henning, the playbook. That's the playbook of a classic wrestling villain. Villain. uh, you hate him, hate him. Attack, him. attack, attack, yeah. And you stone cold it, and it's like, I hate him so much, he's cool now. Yes, exactly. Like, well, I have a, a, a mini sag for you. Is it racist? We can. Well, it's racist against English. Ooh, that's okay. It's racist that's against hipster com- racism. It's racist. 
it's racist against comedy. It's English and, and polls we can still do. Oh, yeah. I don't think don't, polls don't is acceptable. I'm sorry I said it. Slavs. Oh yeah. I don't. Well, is somebody from Poland? They're Polish, but as an individual, the singular is it pole? I'm a pole. Pole I. Polak. Yeah. Because sure. pole's too easy. Like Polak instead of. Why don't you stand still like a pole? Pole is like what you hear in like a. It's not like clear. Auschwitz movie. Yeah, that's why I don't like, like it. You want the undesirables and the poles. You're like, ooh. It's something H.L. Mencken would use. Okay, um, well, I can say it because I'm Polish. Me? Good. Classic. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not. doesn't roll off the tongue. I don't like it. And, and it is not clear, like you said. Too close to another word that already exists. I think it's too So similar. I hate it for efficiency reasons. It's too similar to the way people use the word Jew as opposed to Jewish, right? Just use Polish, because Pol is a singular syllable word that can be too, like, harshly emphasized from P to E to L, whatever. can be too hard on the front and back end. I don't like it. That makes sense. Any any single syllable abbreviation of a nationality off the table. Yeah, totally. Yeah, not only no, like totally. It. Too like, harsh. I, too I, harsh. It was it was Memorial Day. I fired up the grill, cooked my favorite pole sausage. Like <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, I don't like it at all. No more Brits. All right. So well, I a, have a no more Yank Kraut. Oh, there's some Yank. Whoa. Ooh. Yanking of the old toot chain. H.L. Mankin? So I, th- I, I saw this thing, uh, this article, it came up, and I was like, oh, it's perfect. Memorial Day has just passed. True. So we should remember our heroes, and we, as sketch comedians, the long and storied history, we have a memorial. <clears throat> it goes all over the place, but it's... Uh, because in part of it was we were talking about court jesters a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. It's always a, a fun topic. So we uh, so basically uh, there's a gentleman. His name was Roland. He was a court minstrel in the 12th century for the English king Henry the Second, Third, and the Fourth. Uh, probably a man of many talents, singing, dancing, as you'd have to be for a to be a jester for so many Henrys. Right. Um, but history has recorded only one of his many talents. Known as Roland La Sarcer, Roland La Feture, Roland Petour. He was known as Roland the Farter. Yes. Ah, I knew it. <laughs> he had one job, just one. Every Christmas, during the court's very riotous Christmas pageant, he performed a dance. That ended with one jump, one whistle, and one fart. <laughs> Executed and simultaneously. One, and one torch. Wow. So he's doing like a hop toot fart. And like that, <laughs> I would assume, is the closer. Where's the whistle come in? You, you would think the... <laughs> that's the... Yeah. Uh, for anyone listening, that was a... What would you call this? A waft? The odor away in front of the nose. The pee. Oh, the whistle. The. (laughs) But that's like a come hither. That's if you're calling the toot towards the nostrils. (laughs) Woo, woo, bring it closer. (laughs) Hubba, hubba. 
That one's a real beauty. <laughs> that don't try do that guy. If that guy's your roommate, move. So this, so our guy Roland, uh, for for his his Christmas his annual Christmas pageant, <laughs> you'd only have to do one fart a year. That's not. That's, <laughs> that's a... what they said. I mean, I'm sure they'd bring him out for like ah, I got the King of France coming in. You know what he likes? Ah, okay, we'll we'll get Roland in here. But basically, the he was the crown. He's the Bing Crosby of the Middle Ages. Right. Oh, and it was God. just for one one hop, one one whistle, one toot, baby. You know what? But at the time, like, that's innovation. You got your whistlers. How about we make America great again, and I can have a high paying job as a a hop toot whistle man? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Let's make it Sting's um, new album. <laughs> hop toot whistle, Sting. Hop toot whistle. That sounds more like uh like a Brian Setzer song. We're gonna hop. Hop to whistle, gonna hop, gonna hop to whistle, gonna hop, hop, hop to whistle. One time a year. <laughs> yeah, he does nothing but Christmas albums. <laughs> What's his second track? Jingle smells. <laughs> no, I'm just picturing that guy from Love Actually. The whole point is that great character actor oh, yeah, who plays so the washed good. up singing artist, and he. Uh. He's like, I'm coming back for one more Christmas hit, and he just farts into a microphone. Oh, oh yes. Uh, anyways, so Roland was gifted a manor in Hemmingston, Suffolk, and more than 100 acres of land for nice. solely farting on cue. Nice. Yeah, uh, but if he couldn't farting? deliver that. Oh, wait, you probably, sorry, I don't want to interrupt, because is there an untimely end coming? <laughs> No, we get into we get into sort of the signs of the farting on cue. Okay. So I think it's not confirmed because obviously we couldn't medically examine Roland the farter. Right. But I don't think the on cue is the hard part. Okay. Like because we're going to cover some other famous farters. Oh, this and is we a... get into the science of it. A retrospective. I got it. Um. So it would seem that farting is the oldest joke in the world, according to the University of Wolverhampton. Uh, the oldest joke is a fart joke, something which has never occurred uh, since yeah. time immemorial. Oh, this is. Oh, yeah, this is. I'm sorry. This is the joke itself. Up. This is literally the oldest recorded joke. Yes. In human yes. history. OK. And the oldest joke is a fart joke. And basically it translates to something which has never occurred since time immemorial. A young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. Did not fart. Didn't fart. Did not. That's the turn. That's the turn. That's the turn right there. So that is the oldest (laughs) recorded joke in human history. So it's basically like... It would be funnier if she farted, I think, if I could give that guy a note. Yeah. If I was in the (laughs) editing room... It's like like... a half of a wife joke. So it's a half fart joke. (laughs) Half my take my wife. Half please. take my wife, right? But so she he farts in my lap. What a skate! <laughs> right. No, the joke is that that always happens, and then the wife the is turn, always farting. The irony right? is that she doesn't this one time. <sighs> fucking heady, fucking bullshit <laughs> comics. Just get to even it. Even in Sumerian, even in Sumerian I, cuneiform, I it's it. kind of a hipster joke. Yeah, it's too. <laughs> I don't want to go to Rafifi and have to think, all right? <laughs> so that was a heady fart joke, the first one written. Yeah. Um, and I have a, another famous fart joke um, 
this was from a time in the uh, 1600s in Britain. And I guess it was this like really killer time for like punk rock poems that just like take the piss out of the fucking parliament and the king. And, you know, like you don't have music. So it is literally like punk rock. So you're yeah, trading I, these. This is Guy Fox time about? You said 1600. I, I guess this is the, the, the poem itself is from 1607. So I think it's predates guy fox a little bit but he was in the air revolution was in the air it was in the air and it's along with other things like toots (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were gonna turn it nice (laughs) no so it was like so i guess in the 1600s there was just a ton of these poems that were banned like you could go to fucking jail some bodies if we heard you saying these and a lot of them were like body rhymes and i guess one of the things of the time was that King James was gay. Okay. So there was a lot of like body rhymes about King James tooting on wang pipes. Gotcha. Uh, this one is the one about <laughs> farts that they then dug out because it was banned and it was called The Censure of the Parliament Fart from 1607. Okay. And I read it I'm like, this could be a fucking jerk practice bit. I like uh, it. <laughs> Never was bestowed such an art. Upon the tuning of a fart, <laughs> down came grave, audient Sir John Cook. He read his message in his book. Farewell, quoth Sir William Morris. So, but Henry Lode's tale cried no. Up starts one fuller of devotion, the eloquence, and said with very ill motion. Not so, neither quoth Sir Henry Jenkins. The motion was good. But for the stinkings, <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't even well, finish quote, the rhymes. Stinkins well, and Jenkins, well, stinkins and Jenkins. It's so dumb. Well, quote wow. Sir Henry Poole, it was a bold trick to fart in the nose of the body politic. Indeed, I confess, quote Sir Edward Gravel, the matter of itself was somewhat uncivil. Thank Jesus. God, quote Sir Edward Hungerford, that fart <laughs> proved not to be a turd. <laughs> How's turd spelled? T U R D D. No, it's not. You're lying. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally. I deep. left all of the spelling. That was, <laughs> oh my god. No, and that's. I laughed the hardest when I read it because I saw a turd spelled with two D's. This hoity-toity motherfucker has, you know, like. Wealth and went to university or whatever was there of schooling, and so he's brilliant and yet he can't rhyme. He's writing a body <laughs> fart poem, oh, and I bet he was the hit of the party. Oh yeah, no, and that's so yeah. Thank God, quotes are Edward Hungerford. Do you want to hear? Uh, not to be. I still true. remember the body poem that I wrote in my first grade. So when we were in first grade. Everybody, if it was a birthday, everybody made a birthday card and gave it to that kid that day. So it's Donnie's birthday. Everybody folds a piece of construction paper, writes happy birthday, and it signs your name and gives it. Or write, draws a picture. But you give it to the teacher and then give it to, she gives it to them and says, like, happy birthday. For whatever reason, I was thinking, even then, I was like, just didn't have faith in humanity. I was like, teachers don't have time to read these fucking things hands of the stack so uh i drew a picture and 
wrote this. Uh, I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I live in a garbage can. I turned on the heater and burned off my Peter. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. To which I was quickly yanked into the... (laughs) In our high school, or in our grade school... High school. (laughs) Yes. In our grade school... There was a weird, I don't know if you guys had this, it was just an old haunted school I went to, I guess, but like, the each classroom, like, like, Gollum tunnels had a little hallway between each classroom, like, first grade, there was two first hmm. grade classrooms, and then in between was like, a very, like, tight on your shoulders, if you were to stand up, just a little hallway, and that's where you got your comeuppance, if you will. So she took the card. She read it out loud to me. She's like, do you not think I read these? I was like, no, I really didn't. I didn't. And then she read it to me. I, of course, you know, laughed because it's funny. And then she just slowly ripped it up in pieces in front of me and said, well, he's getting one less birthday card. Okay. (laughs) You got it. Anyway, I, I took it out. Let's get back to the farts. I got all the attention I needed, baby. Uh, so I got an, this next part is from a, a, a professor at John Jay College. Um, she wrote a book basically investigating Roland's life. It's called On Farting, Colon, Language and Laughter in the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. So this is basically colon, talking. Colon. Colon. Don't let that slip past. No, you can't let it. Uh this is uh, basically why the fart joke at the time was so potent. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so is that at, written at a time down? Where every, as we've discussed, at a time where everyone stank yes. like poop all the time and everyone's teeth hurt. So why is that funny then? <laughs> And it's like, but that's the thing. It's, it's like because reality. the hoity-toitiness. It's like it gets back to that base. Oh, yeah, like yeah. despite your powdered fucking wig and your fucking makeup, you piece of shit, you still fart. And I, you know, you know fart too. Nah. Fucking know you do. And I bet they're nasty and greasy. <laughs> so it gets into that. Like you're putting this stuff on your betters, and it's it's so much better that way. So, do you think there's exactly two right. options? Exactly right. Like that, uh, like that Simpsons joke. You got it uh, with uh, Sideshow Bob. Uh, gets hit in the in the face with a pie, and and Cecil, his brother, can't do it right. But, but Sideshow Bob, he crusty wings a pie at Sideshow Bob, and he's like, "There, see, you got to have dignity first for it to be funny." Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes, exactly, yes, that's perfect. Sorry about going out because of the way for that. No, I get it. I like it. That puts us. We're in all sharing a flop house, and I know you fart and shit yourself. It's not funny. I'm like, of course he's shitting right now. Like you're gross. So <laughs> let me ask you this: for somebody like who, um, I'm going to get back to the foppish royalty thing real for a second, and ask your opinion. The person I'm thinking of is like, uh, who was beheaded? Louis the Eighteenth, right? The friend of the Revolution, who's notoriously foppish. Yeah. Sun King, yeah. Sun King was the 16th. Yeah. Sun he King was like was his heir. 14. Oh, 14. So maybe it's Louis the 16th. I, you know what? It's a fucking... All right. It's a Louis. We're, we're talking... Who gives a shit? It's a not the Chauvet Louis. We're talking um, French 
revolution than Charles the First. Yeah, Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette. Antoinette. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Charlie. Charlie the Charlie. First. Mm-hmm. That's England, right? Hmm. I think it was Hank the <laughs> Second. Ralph, anyway, I believe. <laughs> yes. But this this all applies because I'm wondering. So let's just just picture the foppish. Uh, uh, a royal monarch in your head who's truly foppish and was made uh-huh. fun of in such. Two things I'm thinking of. One, he was either super concerned about passing gas and had some weird device that muffled it yeah. and put scented oils on it. Or two, you know, he's the king. Like, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. So he just is disgusting all the time. So I don't know which he it had would a be. Person who wore a toilet seat as a hat so <laughs> yeah. he could fart in their face. Yes. Oh God, that's where I want to be. Yes. <laughs> that's me, baby. Toilet seat hat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're close. We're we're getting there. Uh, so this was part of her like why the fart. Uh, gas is a product of decomposition. So morally, theologically, a lot of the writers in the Middle Ages saw it as a mark of death. There was, there was a lot of moralization about farts and shit and that they were living daily reminders that we're going to die. And that's all we are. We're mortal and sinful as well. So you're laughing in the farty face of your own demise and your betters. Right, because they literally thought fart gas was part of your soul and you're slowly losing it piece by piece. Why did they not think it was like the like bad, like you're getting rid of the bad soul like a sneeze like a god bless you like it stinks great i got it out of my body Whew, i feel good the frywalds <laughs> probably thought that they probably <laughs> thought they were you know, every fart like you know catch it in one a jar, step closer like it was, it's a lutheran thing like, it, like if it was einstein's breath that henry ford has on his fucking nightstand right uh so then we have, uh, okay, then the next part is just kind of about the farters in the larger tapestry of the comedy world. Wait, can I ask you one so, second? I'm, did you preface this by referencing Memorial Day? Yeah, we're remembering <laughs> fartists. Okay. Uh, our heroes. Oh, we're getting heroes. into a, a guy that literally, I got to send you guys a picture from the article. Looks like Bob Odenkirk from the like 1920s. Perfect. And he's farting into a giant megaphone. Yes. God, I love it. It looks like <laughs> it looks like Bob Odenkirk. And if just <laughs> if I was like, did you guys miss that secret sketch from Mr. Show about the the fartists? Well, they would be of, like, oh yeah, that's a perfect Bob Odenkirk. There was fart and Gary. I don't want to die. I, know, I don't want to get you off the path more. Go ahead. Uh, so the comedy you. scene in the Middle Ages, when the the first height of the fartists, you got jugglers, fire eaters, storytellers, acrobats. Some of them, men and women, performed in the nude, uh, which nude I was farts, gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, we get nude farting later, which is kind of unsettling. Uh, comedians, music makers, and farters were all part of the medieval performance scene. Irish records from the eighth century list farters. Uh, as among the types of uh, retainers in the courts and notes that their pay, so I would assume this is like primo, uh, should be paid the fat of the shoulder 
from the finest hunted prey. So they got the good parts. So, the fat children, I, which I th- was just like, of course you'd feed a, f- a guy that farts for a living. Just give him the fat back fat. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Shoulder. What's the shoulder cut technically of like a cow or something? I don't know what the actual name of it is. Really, brisket's um, the neck. Uh, not all performing farters were landowners, as I mentioned, as Roland was. Uh, <laughs> Only they were brought around for not. That's he was the funny. best. God, that's a weird. He's sentence. the Springsteen of farts farters. <laughs> oh, uh, so much rather around. see Roland. So much exactly. rather in my, I would wear a toilet hat. They go, all right, here's the deal. You can have front row seats at Bruce Springsteen backstage and his wife will give you a blow job or Roland's going to fart in your mouth. You know, all right. <laughs> Open wide. Well, here's where we get into like what made a good farter is like they're, you know, like there were farters that were just like hack circus performer. Guy. Right. Sure. But the actual goal, like the fucking Hank Aaron of farters, the goal was to produce at will musical sounds from your ass without a stink <laughs> that they need, <laughs> that they may seem to be coming from a singing region. What? A what? Singing region? Singing. So your mouth. So it should sound like. Oh, my chemical romance <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can sing with your parts. Wow. Basically like like a an instrument. Right. Basically. Play your colon like it's your vocal cords. Uh I got one more classic example and then we get into the a more contemporary ace of the farting scene. Gotcha. Uh, I guess uh, Modern from era. the thirteen hundreds in Japan there was a a, a gentleman named by the Fukunami Oribi who quote unquote performed fart dances for the aristocracy. Uh, he trumped his neighbor uh, Toda, who tried to mimic the master farter, but soiled himself. Oh, <laughs> epic fail, bruh. <laughs> it was a turded. He turded it. Double deed. Uh, and I guess there's a series of uh, classic scrolls from the 16 to 1800s made by an unknown artist. It's called Higassin. <laughs> or translated fart battle. Amazing. Both of those words. Right. He gassing. I know. He gassing fart, fart battle. battle. Uh, so we're getting into the, this is the big time baby. The modern the age. Joseph Pujol. Royal Rumble. This is the, this is the Hogan. Yeah. Hulk Hogan <laughs> of farting. His name was Joseph Pujol and his nom de plume. And this plume was green. <laughs> Was the maniac farter? Yes, <laughs> Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, uh, he discovered his talent as a kid when he dived into cold seawater, and he gulped, as it was described, with his asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he butt involuntary, chugged. involuntary clenching of the buttocks. Yeah, well, no oh, unclenching, so, right? No, and it was clenching. like a full he gulped. He's eating a sub. In. We're talking cheeks and anus. Like, this was a like a drink. Right, yeah. so clench, unclench, like you're eating a sandwich. <laughs> yes. Yes. The unclenching comes later. A farty sure. sandwich. So Pujol used his talents to shoot water incredible distances, as Ooh. far as five meters by some. 
by the time he was an adult, but soon discovered that he could also. So he was farting out jets of like shit water from his ass. Right. Seawater. Salty water. Uh, he soon discovered that he could. Yeah. Right. He could take in air and release it as he wanted. Jeez. And after after a career in the army, as you can imagine, I'm sure he's very popular. Uh, where his talent naturally blossomed, he began performing in local musicals, tooting out Les Marseilles and Au Claire de Lune, and doing impressions. He's still French? He's so got, he's Why French. are all these guys French? It's a long story to history. I guess because they're the fanciest, so they needed the most. No, 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 it's uh, because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> or do they? They sound amazing. I got to work as a fartist in Paris. Yeah, that's true. I'm kidding. I don't um, hate the French. It's so, No, so if your roommate hates Fr- if his thing is I hate the French, you got to move. Fart in his face. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that's a weird thing to hate. By the time Joseph made it to Paris in 1892, he was already big enough to book a 90-minute show at the fucking Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Good or great. Bravo that guy. Bravo. Uh, so now we get into the a, a bit of the show. He dressed in a tuxedo and announced each sound as if he were presenting a music solo. Again. Of course, oh, okay. the the incongruence yeah, of the dignified gentleman letting farts only added to the humor. Uh, yes. uh, and this is from a guy named Jim Dawson, who's a music journalist, and he wrote a self-titled fartologist book called Who Cut the Cheese? And then a his real original, blame it on the dog. That's a grizzard. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. It is a grizzard. We're getting that's a grizzard title. title. <laughs> no, that's chili dogs. Only chili dogs bark at night, which I just got like <laughs> last now week. a fart joke. I didn't even think about it. Like the dogs are cold. Chili dogs bark at night. Did you guys know that? Did you? I get thought it? he was referencing it was cold? upset stomach. Yeah, upset stomach. Kind of thing. No, the dog it's is actually. chili. So they're barking at night because nights are cold, right? Only chili dogs bark at <laughs> yeah, night? I think it's a fart joke. You're giving Hans them too is, much credit. Hans is having a son. I'm no, sure. I'm not. Did you guys think <laughs> it's because guys who eat chili dogs fart and that means bark? So fat guys fart, meaning they bark at night from eating chili dogs? Is that how deep? No, you, you guys are putting made... me on. No, you're putting... This is a revert. You guys are Kaufmaning me. You're giving me the reverse for <laughs> toilet. You did. You did go too, too dignified with Grizzard. Son of a He's yeah, talking about farts. Credit. Chili dogs bark at night. I don't believe it. But go ahead. This is one I for the you ages. could ask him. Uh, I'll ask so, his grave uh, on next year's Memorial Day because <laughs> they're cold so, and you put so, them outside. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so nice. It's just and far so too nice for Grizzard. <laughs> Chili dogs, they're cold. Let them in, Grizz. It's cute. It is cute. I think it's racist. Oh, yes. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> uh, so Pujol didn't only toot songs, fellas, and in, but he also did impressions of thunder. He could <laughs> smoke a... S- he could smoke a cigarette with his bottom and blow out yes. candles, and even the gas <laughs> and even the gas jets from the footlights. That's <laughs> str- that's a strong 
gust. Uh, some some and those are open to, flames. So if these he had are open any, flames, yeah. So if, if, this it, was if he wasn't just gulping air, if it was a real fart, he'd be. Right, they really didn't smell. You know what? So they're not farts. Fart is about <laughs> this. Fart has two layers, right? Smell and noise. And in my book, yeah. smell trumps noise. <laughs> it just does. That's what makes a fart. Uh, you can't just have if a it's windy. Like, who gives a fuck? Like I, amazingly, just, you can blow in someone's face. What's yeah. What's funnier though, the sound. But if you call it if you call it a butt raspberry, that's question. And, and not that's everyone, not everyone in the hall can enjoy the the smell. Also, oh, sound you travels. Pay, you got to pay premium for the smell. <laughs> yeah, the it's, rows, yeah, it's not the noise that someone walks into an elevator after it occurred. It's the smell that makes Benny Hill's cheeks turn red. Uh, <laughs> Just like a Gallagher show, you want to be in the front row. So about the smell of this next part. Because we're talking about you want premium, you get the smell. When not performing at the Moulin Rouge, uh, Le Pedemain, which was the French version of the Maniac Farter, uh, did private shows in the nude for curious wealthy gentlemen who wanted to know what was going on under his tuxedo tails. Gross. That's glass table shit. <laughs> so glass table That's why I kept it in. I was like, Wow, like they were just like, I'm so rich, I'm so famous. He's farting for me naked. Like that's my new like that's how you're powerful. Like that's like the Bilderberger group. They're like, We're so rich and fucking famous, I can take any man or woman on this planet and they're gonna fart in front of me naked. Not just any man or woman, the most famous farter on the planet. I take has to fart on his time off. Yeah, right. It's, oh, it's my day off. All right. Windex that table. <laughs> Wait, what's the glass what's the glass table thing? You spread it, you put that octopus down, and then you really see what's going on under those <laughs> coattails. Yeah, there was like a weird subsect of sex sex things where it's like just sitting on glass tables and as people sit underneath them and yeah, Stare like rich guys, like they get off on, or some guys get off on laying under a glass table, having men or women, I guess, sit on it and like poop and pee. And then it's like watching, you know, I don't know, it's like spin art or something. Yeah. <laughs> spin art. <laughs> Pretty sturdy glass. That's right. I thought you, that could be a I disaster. Thought... <laughs> that cracks, you're like, no, no. Guys, speaking of disaster, I, I don't. I can't recommend you watch this, but it's available for you to watch it. And it is maybe, you know, I've seen a lot of crazy shit and I've seen a lot of gut wrenching shit, but there is a video out there of a guy and a like beer bottle. And he slowly starts sitting on this beer bottle and it's going up his rectum, you guys. And you can start, it's not like he's not lubricated or something like, He's really struggling to the point where you start seeing veins like popping out of his legs and shit because he's squatting over it. And as he's just about got this entire beer bottle in, it fucking shattered. And shatter. you no, but it's Why like you, clenching you so hard? hear the shatter, and it's exactly what happens when you see like a guy in a movie, like a war movie, get shot where their guts are showing, and they kind of like. 
try and touch him, but they can't touch him. So you see his reaction, his hands kind of gingerly start touching these shards of glass that are like sticking out of his rectum. But then because of the amount of nerves and tendons are in there, blood start. I'm these are spoilers. Like the blood that starts gushing out is like this was. I just you see so much shit. But this is the one where it's like, oh, oh, like it's vapors giving. But it's so you should watch that. That and the week of. And that's funnier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So we're in the home stretch here for old uh, the maniac farter. Okay, sweet. Uh. He was he became one of the oh. best paid professionals performers in Paris, if not the world. Uh, and uh, <laughs> physicians studied him. There was a a medical report about him uh, written in 1904, entitled "The Extraordinary Case of Rectal Breathing: The Rectal Breathing of a Musical Anus." Uh huh. <laughs> I don't buy it. Uh, three years after he performed at the Moulin Rouge. Uh, the club owner sued him for breach of con- contract for giving an impromptu performance at, uh, and I don't know if this is spicy or if this means something, uh, performance at a nearby gingerbread stall. What? Oh. I have no idea what that could mean. Let's listeners and us alike look up gingerbread stall. It's probably so heinous <laughs> and horrible that the fact that you've said it that we've said it three times is damning. It's the glass chair sitter Whore. and the butt bar guys. Whorehouse, I would guess. Oh, with just gingers. Stall, yeah. So he was <laughs> he was sued. <laughs> just gingers. <laughs> just redheads doing horrible sex acts. Just redheads and uh, candy canes. Uh, so uh, the maniac farter settled and opened his own nightclub, but his celebrated career was cut short by World War One. He died in 1945 at the age of 88. Oh, I thought you were going to say he died in World War One. That's what I thought, too, because that's where I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Did he serve with valor and glory? No, he just hid in the fucking ditch. I'm going over the top. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> just don't go that way. He's the getting gun, boys. <laughs> Maniac farter, don't gulp that mustard gas into your anus. Just shoot it back at him. Oh, that's funny. If he got captured, man. Secret agent, Uh, go go behind enemy lines and release. uh, I just, Uh, that statement, my favorite part of that is just how silly old-timey just inner uh, uh, business contracts were. Like, you perform down the street at a gingerbread hall. You farted for free. I'm suing you. It's just <laughs> life used to be Candyland. It's not hall. It's stall. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's even weirder. It's probably that probably means a public restroom. So like they're like, did you hear? If you go into the stall when maniac farter has to take his regular shit, you get to hear it for free. <laughs> get a free show. Can't smell it. <laughs> These ones smell. Uh, he, the contract like, was so tight that he couldn't take a shit. Oh, God, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Annie. Uh So this next line goes without saying, but beloved Lo Lepedemain was, 
uh, by nearly everyone, this wasn't sophisticated humor. Obviously, in the uh, comic comedy hierarchy, farty is, farting is near the bottom, along with cat jugglers and clowns. I don't think a farter, yeah, yeah. I don't think a farter can sustain a regular legion of fans. Once you've seen the act, your primary motive for going back is to take your friends and then to watch tear your friends to expressions. watch expressions. <laughs> right, you yeah. run out of friends. <laughs> so there is one contemporary, and this is this is very brief. There is one contemporary fartist. His name is Paul Oldfield, Minnesota, goes by Miss, Mr. Methane. He is a British gentleman. He dresses as a shitty superhero. He has a Facebook page of 6,500 likes. Uh, the art on it is just a butt cheek shaped microphone. Uh, yes. He competed yes. on Britain's Got Talent <laughs> and he farts on birthday cakes. But, but guys, <laughs> wait a minute. Wasn't there a Howard Stern character that this guy's based Wasn't Howard Stern? Didn't he play like Tony Farts or something? Oh, no, it was Fartman, I think. Yeah. Or Man, one of the two. And he just put, like, baby powder on his butt cheeks and farted into the wind? And it was like, it took... This was not... So, Maniac Farter's not that, like... We're not so far off that we can go, look how crazy that is. Fartman was, like, 1995. And that shit took the... Yeah. That shit was on t-shirts sold at Herberger's and JCPenney's. Yeah. So it's not like we've evolved that much. No, we haven't. But yes, yeah, so yes, the maniac farter, the picture of him that I saw, he looks like Bob Odenkirk, and he is farting into a giant, rough-hewn horn, like a metal it. horn with brass <laughs> rivets on it, and it with his little coattails. That's awesome. Oh, his little coattails upturned comically. Oh, yes, of course. Woo! <laughs> Uh, too bad he was before, you know, he was the silent era. Yeah. That guy could have been bigger than Chaplin. No, Chapman. Chapman? Tony Chapman? Philip Chapman? <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. But <laughs> Chuck Chapman? But Charlie Chaplin was silent era too, so I didn't even do it. Who was the first big soundie? Can oh my god, it was Al Jolson, Al, wasn't it? Al Jolson, I guess. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Comedy should be banned. <laughs> Just period. He wasn't a Done. comedian, though, was he? He was a performer. Like a musician, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh. So the first, the first movie was wasn't a comedy? Sound. Soundy? <laughs> Talky? Uh, it, was about, it was about his dancing. Oh my god, I think you're right. Like, I think if you go back to reviews, now that I, I probably heard Leonard Malton talk about it or something, like, if you go back to <laughs> reviews of the movie's name was Mammy, right? Or what was the name of the song? No, it's called the jazz, jazz singer. The jazz singer, and he sang "Mammy" or whatever. That was the first he said sound. That, like "Mammy," hey, sh- yeah. sh- sh- "Mammy," hey, say "Mammy goodbye." But like, then like he's got like tears and something, and like the reviews are like the emotions I went through in this. And I guess we got to go back and. Is it spicy to even view it? No, that's just like seeing how fucked up shit was, no, that's right? Birth of a Nation is spicy. But to, for us to go back and watch it, and I don't mean like stream it live on Facebook and talk about it, but I mean like, <laughs> do you even go back and watch it in private? Or do you just do you carry that with you like racist luggage for the rest of your life? Because then you're like, oh, I saw it. 
recently, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Then you can drop all this, this, these chestnuts of farter knowledge on somebody. Oh yes, this is this is good stuff. And now I know what I'm going to talk to my ride tomorrow, my tour tomorrow. <laughs> so you guys are familiar with the Middle Ages comedy? Hey, check this one like out. Farty? It's not going to smell. I'm a fart culprit. By the way, that doctor was a liar. It's just like old timey doctors that like. You know, he just wants to write a paper for some medical journal. So he's like, he's got anal fins, gills, or, you know, it's like, that's not real. <laughs> he's got butt gills. Yeah. How come, by the way, gills, let's sound like Christopher Walken, gills. No, but gills should be, could be a thing soon, right? <laughs> they are a thing. We're too busy. For no, fishy. no, for humans. You're thinking of Kevin Costner? Uh, Yes. But no, I'm thinking legitimate body modification. Like we're too busy putting uh, like okay. plugs in our ears when you could be slicing a couple gill holes in there. Gills. I already got it. A bod mod. Here's your gill. Slices. I'm not stupid. I, I know that you can't just breathe by slashing your throat, but you put a slash in there, but you hook it up to some tubes to your lungs. It's already hooked to a tube to your lung. It's called your esophagus. <laughs> yeah, but then you can have two gills so you can have your mouth closed when you're underwater, and that'll put water in your lungs. <laughs> Never mind. My science is not sound on this. I got to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> you're right. You just need more machinery in there than just a tube. Yeah, you need a, filter. a mixing valve. Yeah. yeah, you need what it is that takes oxygen from water. CO2? We need cold parts. Well, let's just stick to putting fins under our skin or something, whatever they do. <laughs> fins! That could be it. You I, want one of those I wasn't fancy thinking gills, I was thinking fins. <laughs> webbed feet? Fancy professional scars? I think my mom has a webbed foot. Just one. That's body mod. Cool I'd, bod mod, ma. I mean, that's not a crazy bod mod, if you want it. Not the gill. I know that's not in the future, but you could web a t- foot. I, I think you're wrong. It's in the future. We could do that. Sure. Ugh, the gill people. This is going to be like the people that tattoo themselves like cats. For a while. Oh, yeah. Ugh, cat people. Or that lizard guy with the split tongue. That's old school Jerry Springer, Maury Povich. Back when they're yeah. like, we've got a real freak. Tattoos head to toe. <laughs> Just some guy in a leather vest. Yeah, I got a bunch. They're like, how many? Like, 35. Oh. And then somebody stands up and goes, how come your mama did a tattoo? It's like, that was spicy, but it was what it was. What are you, Roseanne? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I feel like that fart. Sorry about that fart segment. It took the, it took the air of wind out of the room. <laughs> Put some wind in this room. No, I liked it. I appreciate it. In honor of our troops. And one thing I, it's just, I'm looking at my poorly, poorly kept notes. And one of them was, I saw a a Baskin Robbins commercial recently. And I thought I'd bring it up to you guys because I was like, it's all the stuff we like. Weird animation. And it was just a, uh, a ice cream cone that was twerking with really floppy butt cheeks. I didn't know Baskin Robbins still advertised. That's such what a I was like. 
defeated sounds company. Like sounds like something that an anime, that a studio I work for would do. Arden and Nathan Love, they're all floppy butt cheeks all the time. And it was definitely like that, like, alt-art, like, cool, hipster, like, I'm a food thing with googly eyes and, like, a bulge in my pants. <laughs> what? <laughs> Those fucking hipsters. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I think our, our definition's getting broader and broader, but... <laughs> I, I I'll blame we're we are like the Germans in 1934. We're starting to blame hipsters for everything. We're starting to blame hipsters for losing Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, we had national pride and then hipsters told us to pull their out the butt cheek drawings and their big bulges. Their books about farting middle ages jesters. Hey, no, well, I just saw that note and I was like, "What? A, I'll I'll never find another time to bring up that note for that commercial." But I was like, I thought the same thing. I was like, "Didn't know Baskin Robbins was still in the game because they can." And this is what they chose to bring to the game <laughs> because Baskin Robbins used to be famous for having thirty-one flavors. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Right. But now they've merged with Dunkin' Donuts, and they're just like a non-thing. You just go into Dunkin' Donuts, and if oh, you see are. a guy ordering a Baskin Robbins cone at a Dunkin' Donuts, which doesn't have thirty-one flavors anymore, it's got like five, and they've been there for a long time in that drum. It, that guy's a f- come on. <laughs> Is it come the five on. original flavors? It's like sarsaparilla, right? Wheat, racism, chocolate, vanilla. <laughs> Yeah, mix chocolate, vanilla, mix sadness, leather, smoke. <laughs> that's oh my god! That's the can I get a scoop of smoke? <laughs> but that's probably a thing. That's all right. I I'm switching it again, and I'm going back to the H word, hipster word. If you go into a hipstery ice cream parlor, you are gonna find a lavender flavor. And by the way, lavender might sound like a good flavor. It's not. Because it's a, uh, uh, it's like a chemically flower taste, smoke, and then yes, I'm you pretty, are gonna find like rusty leather. I'm I'm pre trademarking pre marking it. Old spice, old spice flavored ice, ice cream. cream. <laughs> I've if had you could approximate that flavor profile and put it in a hipster ice cream cone. Done. Are you saying that? Because, and I hope I'm not the only one that did that. Do you remember the old, old spice bottles? The original old spice yes. bottles. They were heavy. Like those like little wine bottles with a yes. little top on them. Yeah. Did anybody else try drinking it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I had a no. feeling maybe there's one person in this conversation that did. <laughs> yeah, I tasted without, I couldn't help it. It couldn't just the weight, the shape, the texture of the bottle is like a stony texture, and it had like um, a hexagonal or octagonal top that turned on it. I had took a swig; it was bad, like really bad. <laughs> of course, <laughs> but not deadly. Like it wasn't made for drinking. I did, yeah. I was trying to think of what I, you know. It's like it was, like, it was my baker's chocolate. If you Although I ate a lot of baker's chocolate. Just add a little powdered sugar to that, throw the microwave. That's yes, chocolate chocolate, baby. that's a Leland right there. Did you guys do that? Powdered sugar, baker's no. chocolate, microwave? <laughs> or are you just telling my story back to me? I think I am. <laughs> yeah, I <thought> so. 
was like, why does that sound so familiar to me? Yep. <laughs> That's, I'm telling you, I'm think I was like, oh, I just need to, like, these things, I'm glad I'm getting them out on the podcast, but I need to repress them because I don't want to <laughs> all of a sudden, 10 years from now, be making my daughter Baker's chocolate and powdered sugar because like <laughs> one, it's like it's nostalgic and two, cause that's how poor we are again. <laughs> Bring it back to Roseanne. You're Roseanne poor again. <laughs> yeah. You should be writing this sitcom. Oh, I'll take over for Wanda Sykes. She quit. She, she was the producer of Roseanne. She quit. That it's was just maybe a deep hole. Hans Ann. I'm not racist though, <laughs> but I'll take over the poor segment and it won't it'll be anti-Trump but still poor, really poor. <laughs> Afghan, but like re- you never seen them use the Afghan. The Frywalls use that Afghan. fucking Afghan. That Afghan never if it was ever on the back of the couch, it was crumpled in a ball and needed to be washed. <laughs> That's so authentic. Yes. <laughs> Cram down your your basketball shorts to soak up the bee. Yeah, yeah, that's where that afghan went. Can't wet the recliner, staying up watching Comedy Central, drinking Mr. Pibbs. Gotta shove a sheet down there. It's like a homemade diaper. Because you can't wear diapers, that's embarrassing. And you're not going to see that on Roseanne, only on Hot Sand. No, instead of Rose, nobody knows my name. So instead of Roseanne, I'll just be called Real Zan. <laughs> With a Z. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the In Living Color parody of it. Yeah. It'll be the African American Roseanne. They'll parody Roseanne and they'll show you what black poverty is like. Real Zan. Starring LaWanda, LaQuisha, or LaWanda. That was some racist shit right there. Do you guys remember that period where it was like just acceptable to refer to uh, like a, a demographic of people? Like you heard it in just like common jokes like, you know, people like LaQuisha and LaQuanda. Like that shit is unacceptable. No, it's true. Yeah. I guess that's yes. a statement way, way after the fact. But I'm just thinking back <laughs> like that was a thing like I'm thinking like seventh, eighth grade where people like two things like that. I think back and I'm just like, oh, my God. There's three things. One thing is the f bomb got thrown around like crazy, right? Mm-hmm. At least, at least when I was growing up, the f a g bomb. Two, gotcha. like using these like made up African names or African appropriated yeah. names to like refer to black people was a thing, and then three using the hard J word because Joe Pesci used it in Casino made it okay for a while. It's like, li- ah, you. you know what I'm talking about? Does that sound right, Henning? Mean, or did you yeah, not go to the most racist school in America? <laughs> uh, An insensitive school. Yeah, if you're, if you're using... Hudson and I went to a school on an oil rig. Right. If you're using a name to refer to an entire race, then yeah, pretty much by definition racist. I don't know. I, I was going to say, so people were more racist back then, but I just, I allude What's back to my story. Though? I told no, you the J word. Oh, I got, I, uh, you, I, you got Jewed out of something. Yeah. Like you got uh, haggled or they stole it from you or what have you. What? Did you have other J words in your head? I'm just curious. Yes. 
Can I hear them? (laughs) (laughs) May may I? May may you share? Well, it doesn't make you a bad person. I'm just wondering if there's other J's. And I just thought of one. Oh my god, this is... I think I... Is it a three-syllable word? Yes, that one. Ah, yeah. That rhymes with new... Uh, yeah, let's bleep this. Right. And I don't even know it how I got like into a, it. Real a Zan. puppet character. Hashtag Real Zan. Real Zan. Isn't there... Hey, guys, I saw... A, since you... Let's take it on a different turn. There's a kind of relates back to a sketch we always... Talk, or video we always talked about doing. I feel like I saw a movie ad or it's in production for a movie with Melissa McCarthy where it's like... Uh, a real life Sesame Street or something? Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Is it a traditional yeah. Muppets movie or it's like her dealing with like Muppets if they were crazy New Yorkers? Uh, she got sued by Sesame Street by Jim Henson Company because the tagline was at like least the, at least the published. Streets, not Sesame Street or Sesame Street mm. all streets and they were like you can't fucking use Sesame Street to sell your like I think a puppet like jizzes, but it's silly string. Like it's Ooh, <laughs> nice ribald puppet comedy, fartist stuff. What were you gonna say, Henny? Uh just that they're suing. I'm sure the this is only the the uh, the, the the publicity company that's being the publicity that's doing that's being done for the movie that's that are getting sued. The movie can still come out and everything and Melissa oh, McCarthy is, of course is not personally liable but it's not uh, should be oh it's not Grover versus Melissa McCarthy in the Supreme Court <laughs> Grover versus McCarthy <laughs> yeah they're gonna overturn Grover McCarthy it does sound like a legitimate old timey <laughs> case does, about something actually. serious they're like we have to win 2018 because Grover McCarthy is at stake which is literally when a teacher, you know, like. And it's just so comedians can have like horny, busty puppets in a movie. But so this is a, a major motion picture that has puppets, but they didn't go to Henson's yeah. Creature Shop? Uh, I don't think so. That's they may interesting. Have, but I know that they got in trouble because they used Sesame Street to sell this like hard R rated you know, bro comedy about like I haven't seen it, but someone was like, "Watch the Red Band trailer; it's pretty saucy." Like Crank Anchor saucy. Probably. What was the name of that MTV show with the puppets? Siffle and Ollie. There was Siffle and Ollie, but there was the one that uh, they did the spinoff episode that was Crab Apples. That's right. And it was, it was like a lot of Man on the Street stuff, right? But it was like these puppets would talk. To, it was very Sesame Streety, but they would talk to like children on the street about the New World Order and like uh, yeah. modern slavery. That's right. God, I forgot all about it. it. Uh, and it was like, yeah, they just talked to New Yorkers on the street and like old men would punch these puppets. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like somebody had us watch like too much of it. I think there were like two seasons only. There were, and we saw all of them in one night. 
and I can't remember the name of it. Sometimes when you over when you overdo something, it just it goes in. It you absorb it, and you absorb so much of it, it slowly pushes all of it out. Yeah, it's like I've seen uh, every episode of Murderous Affairs, and I can't tell you one. And there's like four seasons of that (laughs) shit. It was Wonder Showsen. Wonder Showsen. Yep. Nice pull. Like, you guys, how many Joe Kendas have you seen? Name one case. Oh. Nope. Can't do it. Oh, the guy, the one with the missing eyeball? Oh, that's good. I got it. Yep. That hooker (laughs) took it. But he touched her. (laughs) A hooker took me eye. Oh, it took more than his eye. It took his life. And then his eye. Because he had his eye on her. (laughs) Too much time in that gingerbread stall. Yeah. (laughs) You know it's The entire rest of the show is just a a blur of jilted lovers and military guys turn turn bad. You know it started. You know it was going to be bad because Kenda's like, I got the call. It was in the parking lot behind a Sam's Club. And I was like, oh, shit. Somebody's missing a fucking eye. <laughs> it was my day off. Yeah, but it's always just, yeah. All right, I you if you if you want, there's new Kendas on Hulu. If anybody has Hulu, season six. Ooh, new Kendas. I'd been checking for new Kendas for a year, <laughs> instead of paying for the show that <laughs> I consume. I do that too much. I think I need to. Do you guys pay for? things you like and i don't mean steal it i I legitimately don't take it but there's i probably there's only about five shows that i subscribe to i do i i I have netflix i have hulu but then i like schitt's creek i get my subscription to or like i ordered the season um uh uh better call saul but then other things Uh, like i do preacher oh yeah i do preacher as well but then like, why do I deprive myself? Like, there's this, I'm trying to think of a show. Well, Kenda, there's your example. Mm-hmm. And Kenda, I really enjoy, but I didn't watch an episode for like a year and a half because it wasn't, you know, because I'd have to oh, pay $2. That makes me a bad person. Damn. No, it just doesn't have that, uh, like, premiere show yeah, sheen on it. Not like immediacy. Not like a prestige like... show like Better Call Saul. Or I like guess Game of Thrones. The only public conversation about it is right here, I suppose. So it's not yeah, like no. I'm missing out on the, on the on the talk of the town. But I do do that, like movies. Like there's a lot of movies I should have seen by now, but I'm like, ooh, a dollar ninety nine. Like, do you guys buy yeah, movies that often? Um, I'll do buy or rent new movies like on Amazon. Yeah, I I don't do like enough Black of Panther, that. I, think. I bought. You own it? Just to, I don't physically own it. I own the digital file. Wow! I can't tell you the last time I purchased a movie. I've done it a few times. If there's like a an odd movie Ashley and I are talking about and we can't find it, and then it's usually on Amazon for like four bucks. Oh, like an old time. Oh, you know what I pur- I purchased at like night a night courts. Can't rent. Right. I don't rent yeah, that shit. <laughs> But like, yeah, That's yeah. The last yeah. one for me too. But then I watch really bad movies, 
because they're free. That's it's counterintuitive. In my opinion, it's it's better if you're gonna own a bad movie. Better to have it digital than it doesn't take up any space on a shelf somewhere. And you just have it in your file and you can scroll through and you're like, oh shit, I do have, you know, the direct to video sequel to Captain Ron. By the like, way, for me, uh, yeah, go ahead. Nope. For me, it's uh, I I, it's like the prestige shows only, and I want to. It's so snooty, but if it's a good show, I have to own it. But I don't want any bad shows cluttering up my collection, even though the collection is just digital. It's on a computer. No one oh, will ever won't look even at it. You a digital bad purchase. It's like Voodoo. <laughs> right. Do you own Voodoo, Henny? Well, that man, app Voodoo? <laughs> that you can I buy movies for on? one. I paid for one movie on it. Valyrian in the city of a thousand whatever. Henny, Ooh, I was and if you have a terrible a, experience, if you have a Voodoo account, I hate to tell you, go click on the movies you own because they give you ten free up at the start. I own Ghost. <laughs> I own Lethal Weapon 2. They just came free. So I, it was pre-cluttered. I own that movie on the sea with Mark Wahlberg and George Clooney that I've never oh my watched. God, Perfect Storm? I own Perfect Storm? Oh, God. That's nice. a perfect shit-cluttered movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not terrible, but it certainly isn't good. Something with Drew Barrymore. Something about her never been kissed. Oh, no, oh, and then I and then it just went through like a period where I was binge drinking and got into the war heart. So then it's it's never been kissed. Perfect storm, lethal weapon two, fury, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, <laughs> in red line. Henning won't clutter his feed with shit movies, shit purchases. I'm going to start buying movies from Henning, sending them to him, emailing them to him. <laughs> I'm going to email Henning, Henning the Flintstones. A virus that just uploads all of the shit movies I have digitally. Yeah. If, if you guys have never seen the uh, uh, fucking Jim Belushi vehicle, Neighbors, oh boy, you're depriving yourself of a fucking shit sandwich. You, oh, do you also own 1942? Or is no, it 41? I haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't taken the plunge. You know that movie... Uh, oh, we don't need to go into the, the, the nuance of those movies. But the, one of the movies, Last Minute, this is where these guys got big in their britches, was it's Dan... Maybe it's Neighbors, Casey. And maybe you told me this. It's Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. And literally yep, the first exactly day of it. shooting, they're just like, you want to take my part? I'll take yours. Yeah, like that's yep. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you guys. On paper, should be amazing. You're like, this is like a new Blues Brothers. I, so maybe we should all buy this movie. I mean, I'm sorry to your cue, Henning, because I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, I thought Jim Carrey was just pointy, but or just watch the trailer there's a new movie just a murder movie it's some movie like horror movie where jim carrey plays a investigator and he's got a beard and it's in sepia tone and he just looks he tries to hunt a crime writer that writes crime novels about real crimes he's committed but he has an accent he has like a polish accent yes he's like chechen chechvakian <laughs> 
What's that oh, called? I, I want to see it because it could be a whole new level of like, you know, it's called like Murderer's Game or some shit. Yeah. Maybe that's joy work, but it's not. It's more than joy work. It's paid joy work. Time and a half that you paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we just end with this? Uh, if we're winding down. I gotta have a consensus. I know we have all, Casey, you've rewatched, and now Henning, you and I have watched the infamous, um, what's his name? Weekend. No, no, no. I know Casey's never gonna ad- ad- <laughs> ad- 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 submit to that. Uh, what's his name now? I can't even think of it. He's so banal, I can't even think of his first name. His last name's Klein. Chris Klein. Oh, Chris Klein. We've oh, all Chris seen Klein, yes. the infamous Chris Klein rehearsal tape, and thus. Yeah. The subsequent, I'm now sober since that tape went viral. <laughs> yes. Uh, does it change your feeling uh, about him whatsoever? Okay, my take was originally I just felt sorry for him when you were describing it. Yep. Still feel sorry it. for him yeah. that it got out. And now, let's see. What was it? And then I saw the interview afterward where he's like, just so happy about oh i'm glad you brought that up man no worries man no oh cool glad you brought up my horrifyingly embarrassing (laughs) audition so i can set the record straight i was so drunk but i'm in a better place now i just that lost it for me he lost all sympathy because i thought he was too manicured he was too yeah right too politic too politician-y too yes Riding, it, riding the wave of this embarrassment. It did take <laughs> you saying it, Henning, for me to go, oh, I think Henning's on to something. Really? That he is using the, like, because so much sympathy has been garnered by these guys who have, like, substance abuse breakdowns and then apologize yep. and, like, get positive reinforcement. Right. I think I'm with Henning. I, I don't think, I think that guy can handle his suds. But he just <laughs> Jesus. Okay. chose to like, like his people were like, you have to say you're an alcoholic. So, so you can I went so far it. as to say he was faking it and you're, you're following me there. Faking his whole alcoholism and rehab. He wasn't tr- not tour. drunk. I think you had <laughs> a couple toots yeah. before that audition, but I <laughs> yeah, don't know I if it so. was as, as bad as like, he's like, I can't, I, you know, I gotta wake up, take a drink. I gotta get my feet under me. You know, like I, I you know, saw it, Hemingway. I saw his, I saw his, uh, like before audition patter on the tape, and then I saw his patter with the interviewer later when he has supposedly passed his his drunken rehab days. He's the same guy. There's no difference. He's the same scamming, try yeah. hard, fucking <laughs> try hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's an old tryhard. That's He's like that's, that sounds like an old e- e- Harvard e- 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 group that meets after after <laughs> class. Like the Harvard tryhards, the tryhard group. Uh, we are the tryhards. But they um. Uh, here's Ooh, my try thing. Harder. Uh, here's where I'm at on it. Like, obviously, you guys know I'm I'm a recovered alco- recovering alcoholic. And I'm still the same scumbag I was when I was an alcoholic, just less smelly. 
Well, not even. <laughs> but, <laughs> even more smelly. <laughs> right. So I'm with anything. you guys in that he is an old tryhard. He's a tryhard drunk. And he's a tryhard. And I really was like, because he ended that interview with, if you want to see a bad audition, I'm glad they didn't tape my other ones. I was like, fuck you, Ted Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) But I did a little deeper research, and I want to congratulate Mr. Chris Klein on his seventh year of sobriety. Seven years sober, eh? Yeah. Bravo. But fuck that guy for... That was in, like, the Hollywood Reporter. You know who planted that story. Totally. His agent. Which is himself answering his own phone. I would never hope at like problems on anybody. Like it's like I hope of course he has not. a fucking long and happy life. Oh yeah. But like don't milk like that you have Your happiness. <laughs> you know what? I, I agree with that. Everything you're saying, but I'm thinking Kaufman here. Like he's such an out <laughs> you're, you're, you got Kaufman on the brain now. <laughs> but like I mean, if it let's You need to go to is the spokesman for Scientology. Is he truly brilliant because what a fucking maniac to still be keeping up the charade seven years later with stories just to like try and prep perk himself up after like a crazy drunken audition that makes him dare i say a kaufman-esque genius entertainment style (laughs) genius just saying (laughs) Well, it's I working see out for him because he did three of the four American Pie reunion movies. I think the cold tag might have to be a lute song about Chris Klein's journey. <laughs> I don't think Chris Klein's not going to be far away from our hearts. No, no, I'm I think down he's with this. us now. Yeah, damn. He's going to play yeah. Jacques Lafarte or whatever that guy's name was <laughs> in the biopic. Better. <laughs> We're gonna save him. We're bringing no. him back, baby. Or oh, we like just I make said, him. He got, he's got to have dignity first. Sorry, oh, Chris. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ! He's in recovery. <laughs> <laughs> he's kidding. Henning is definitely a, not a tryhard. He's <laughs> shitting on us from the Skull and Bones house with oh. that rhetoric. You need dignity first, you shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. I already, I already ended the, the podcast yeah. after Henning said something mean. <laughs> <laughs> Rate, review, uh, uh, subscribe Get to the pod. Henning. Have a good night, Cork. Coming back soon. New, new, um, format, uh. Henning, do you want to say something derogatory to uh, a recovering alcoholic just before we leave? <laughs> Good on you what guys. Ter- what type of you know, single syllable slur yeah. can you throw at them? Yo, slug. <laughs> slug. You get it? Slug it back? Yeah, I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> that is pretty Look good. Slugs. It doesn't, t- yeah, that's one thing. Like, if there's ever a race for being offensive, like, gold medal. Oh, there, the, the single syllable offense race. Oh, man. Cause, yeah, it just sounds awful. It's like, oh, you, I bet you want a shot of Burby, you slug. <laughs> oh, ugh, that makes me <laughs> sick. <laughs> 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 All right. Car, cold 
tag. Let's get this right. One take. Sting, are you tuned? Are you ready? Let's do it. Let me tell you the story of Mr. Christopher Klein. His is a story of the endless kind. He walked amongst the mortals, born of chiseled feet, of his drunkenness, the world, yes, he would teach. American Pie, one, two, three, and four, then twas Mamma Mia, then twas nothing more. But then came Tony Farts, and Klein, yes, had his parts, and goeth, yes, goeth, yes, goeth, the audition. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you to Mandy Moore. I've only had a few pops from the dung dip jug. But for you auditioners, this body rhyme on mug. <clears throat> a flatulent young man in a bar farted just like his papa. He upset all the drinkers with the smell of his stinkers, so they made him sit out in the car. <clears throat> Some men think it's really quite smart to lift up the leg when they fart. The deafening sound of the trump causes the people to jump, which isn't really good for the heart. Some people of limited means are often forced to survive on just beans. Excuse me. Let me, can I retake? Can I take this one again? Some people have limited means are often forced to survive on just beans. With such a poor diet, they often cause riot by trumpeting the God save the Queen. One more? You got time for one more? Let me find a good one. Let me find a good one. Farting in bed can be a distraction and quickly damage your attraction. So try and do it discreetly and hope it smells super sweetly. Or you could result in an overreaction. All right, it was off. But thank you. That's it. You guys have been great. Thank you, sweet soup and young sting. Good night. Scientology.com. Just sign in.